Hello, good morning. Have you wondered what it would be like if Jesus had pastored a church? And if you're asking yourself, who wonders that? The answer is, I do. So, how would he have fared if he had pastored a church, especially one in which he was not the founder or the senior pastor? So, what if Jesus was just a pastor of a church working under a head pastor or a senior pastor? And for this discussion, I am thinking of either a charismatic or a Pentecostal church. In the first place, Jesus would have struggled to find a church that was willing to ordain him as pastor. This is because a lot of churches, Orthodox, Pentecostal, and charismatic, are hesitant to ordain a bachelor. In the few cases I know where a bachelor has been ordained, it happened only after he had given assurances that he would be married soon after his ordination. But in the case of Jesus, he was clear that he was not going to marry, and many churches would have been uncomfortable with a dashing, gifted young man becoming a pastor and pastoring a congregation. I have asked a few churches why they insist that their pastors marry, and they say it is for the sake of saving them from temptation. And I always ask, who told you that only single men mess up with girls? Most of the sex scandals in churches involving pastors and members of the congregation involve pastors who are married. The fact is, marriage does not make anyone immune to sexual temptation. If anything, marriage makes you much more susceptible to it. But let us say that he finds a church that is prepared to accept the fact that he will not marry. What then? Well, Jesus' gift for teaching and preaching and his gift of healing would have created a lot of problems for him with the church leadership. The reality is that any pastor who is not the head of his church and who has great spiritual gifts has had his wings clipped by his senior pastor or has been forced out of church. I know a case where a senior pastor traveled out of the country and was away for six weeks. When he returned, he found the church much more vibrant than it had been when he left. And although his members were happy to see him, some of the women <laughs> members went to him and said, Pastor, we are happy you are back, but we didn't miss you that much because we love the preaching of your assistant who stood in for you. I tell you that within four months, this junior pastor had been forced out of the church. The fact is, there is a lot of jealousy in churches when it comes to the manifestation of spiritual gifts. And that is sad because the gifts are given for the building of the church. But somehow, human nature being what it is, most senior pastors, not all of them do, are uncomfortable with the gifts of their junior pastors. And they find subtle ways of cutting them down or limiting the opportunities they give them to minister. And Jesus, with his ability to heal and work miracles and also preach wonderful sermons, would have had a lot of issues with his senior pastor. In fact, he would either have been prevented from preaching or he would have been forced out of the church. But it is not only his gifts and his manifestation of spiritual power that would have gotten him into trouble. There would have been more to get him into trouble. For instance, Jesus loved to hang around with people others regarded as undesirables. He was called the friend of sinners. We, in our time, insist that our pastors do not mix with people with questionable characters. And Jesus would have ignored that and mixed with everyone. He was comfortable in the company of someone like Zacchaeus. 
He was seen in public allowing a prostitute to touch him. That would have been a major scandal in Ghana for a pastor, especially on social media. And Jesus would have been dead against what I call cosmetic Christianity. Yes, in my book, there is something like cosmetic Christianity. That is the kind of Christianity that observes strict rules and rituals, but does not affect the inner character of the person. So, for instance, in, in Jesus' time, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law had a hard and fast rule that you did not eat without washing your hands. But Jesus did not have a problem with his disciples eating without washing their hands. In his time, you did not do any work on the Sabbath, but Jesus was constantly disregarding it for the purposes of healing and delivering people from demon possession. He said that Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Jesus hated appearances. He did not do anything to please men. He did everything to please God. And this would have put him on a collision course with the leadership of the church. Unfortunately, church has become a lot about rules and keeping appearances. Every church has something its members are not permitted to do and they do not compromise on these. A lot of these rules are not in the Bible or are misrepresentations of aspects of the Bible. Some churches go to the extent of setting their doctrines over and above the Bible. For instance, some churches have very strict rules on what its female members can wear. Some churches have rules on what kind of music can be played in church and even what kind of musical instruments are permitted in church. Some churches have rules on what food its members can eat and when. In other words, a lot of churches seem to be more interested in what a person does, eats and wears than in what is in his heart. And Jesus would not have taken that lightly. He was more interested in what was in the heart of a man than in what a man does outside. He was not interested in doing anything that would please men. His focus was on pleasing God. And in today's church scene, that kind of attitude would have landed him in a lot of trouble. One of the features of a lot of churches is what they do to a member caught in sexual sin. In some churches, the guilty member is dragged in front of the whole congregation and is disgraced before everybody. Then they go on to suspend that person and after the suspension, that person is told to sit at the back of the congregation. As far as I know, the churches do that only to those caught in sexual sin. They do not do that to those caught lying. I have not heard of a single church dragging a member in front of the congregation and, dis and disgracing that person for lying. They do not do that to those guilty of gossiping. No one is dragged in front of a congregation and humiliated for gossip. They do not do that to those caught stealing, even those who steal from the church. But they do that, often with poorly disguised glee, to those caught in sexual sin. The sad thing is that in most cases, the, le the leadership handing down the judgment are guilty of worse than the fallen member. And yet, with all hypocrisy, they make bold to pronounce judgment. Now imagine Jesus at a church board meeting and a lady member is dragged before the church leadership for, for being caught in the very act of adultery. 
and the leadership is asked to vote for her punishment. Jesus would have abstained from the vote, and the leadership would have asked him for where he stood on the matter. And that is when Jesus would have told them, let him who is without sin throw the first stone. In other words, let him who is without sin judge this woman. And, he, and by that, he would have brought the wrath of the church leadership upon, upon himself for suggesting that they could be sinful. And that is the kind of hypocrisy common in our churches today. And Jesus would have been dead against it. You know, one of the common questions I am asked is, have you cheated on your wife before? And I tell people that that is the wrong question to ask because it is too easy for me to say, no, I have not cheated on my wife because the fact is I've not had sex with another woman apart from my wife in the 37 years of our marriage. But that does not mean that I have not cheated. You see, the real standard for the Christian is not whether you have slept with a woman or not. The real standard is that if you look at a woman and lust after her in your heart, you have slept with her. That is the standard. And according to that standard, I have cheated on my wife. You see, every now and then as I drive, I see a girl either standing by the roadside or walking along the road who I struggle not to take another look at from the driving mirror. Now, I wish that the standard with God was so low that I could boldly say that, oh no, I have never cheated in my marriage, but it is not. And that keeps me humble and non-judgmental of the failings of, of others around me. Unfortunately, we have lowered the standard so much that some people think that they are doing well when in fact they are not before God. And Jesus will not have allowed them to be smug in their hypocrisy. Think about it. What do you think would have happened to Jesus if he had been a, a junior pastor in a church today?